MoreLikeRadio.com. It's our duty to entertain you. <laughs> I said duty. Only alcohol can make life bearable. You must drink, always drink. I blame this all on Kevin, DM you. Has anyone ever known a good person named Kevin? We, we hung out with, with Kevin from Alcohol by Volume. And he only says like three words. He, he's like really shy. He really talked to me. Towards the end of the night when he was drinking more, man, he, he was he was right there with us talking a mile a minute. Alcohol by Volume? I'm actually kind of drunk. Alcohol by Volume, awesome show. You really want to get drunk? <laughs> Listen to that show, because by hour two, he's blitzed. I'm bad. Oh, it's awesome. Because it's a beer show. Kevin, some stupid kid. weird name. Polish last name. Yeah. Where's your dedication there, Kevin? Your own show or someone else's? Alcohol by volume. Alcohol by volume. I shove alcohol in my butthole. That's not it? It's nothing to do with butthole. I mean, can you even get drunk anymore? It's kind of like a drinking a vitamin, right? So you're blaming the drunkard. Yes, I'm blaming the MLR drunkard, Kevin. Hello, bartender. I have thought it over, and far from being a fat pig, you are very nice. And I would like another drink. Take a barf, drunkie! Yeah, I clearly should have started drinking a little bit more before the show started today. <sighs> Welcome to Alcohol by Volume. I am your host, Kevin. It is Tuesday, March 18th, 2014. Welcome to the show. If you would like to call in, uh, you can call 862-345-7125 or you can Skype in Alcohol by Volume. All one word. Uh, the chat room is already starting to, let's just say, post some images of stuff that I I am I am not I'm not going to even um I'm not I'm not going to even touch upon it. Um oh, why did that crash on me? That's never a good sign. Okay. Um I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping my show doesn't suddenly crash in the middle of it because my um uh, I don't know. Something is going odd with the windows at the moment. Um Okay, yeah, Dennis in the chat has a pretty good point. Uh any problem I have, my solution is I really should have been drinking earlier fair point there i guess so i know i didn't do anything last week for saint patrick's day and i'm not really doing anything thematically for saint patrick's day today either because eh, why i i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna talk about the the stuff that went on with the uh, parade in boston and the 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 uh sponsorship withdrawals and stuff like that but that's not purely saint patrick's day good god yeah, and if you're listening live and you want to go in the chat and just see what I'm cringing at right now, morelikeradio.com slash live. Jump into the chat, change your username and all that wonderful stuff. So I did nothing for St. Patrick's Day. I only even just had one beer so I could get a badge on untapped. Plus, I wanted a beer, so why not? Uh, and obviously, kind of like, you know, to Dennis's point, I don't need a holiday to drink. Anyway, um... The strange thing is I've never had green beer before. I, I don't think I've ever been in that uh, bar-going atmosphere ever around St. Patrick's Day anyway. Um, it's either been that I've had to work or whatnot, or I haven't had friends to go with, but eh, whatever. Uh, I'm assuming most of the green beer you get at bars is probably Bud Light or whatnot anyway. It's just, it's fucking, it's um, food coloring. I mean, that's basically it at this point. 
Um, Jesus. Uh, I'm trying to figure out, is that a Bud Ice in her hand? Or is that or is that a Labatt? Or a Molson? I, you know, I can't even fucking tell. I should be able to tell that better. Good, good images there, though, Dennis. Good lord. And of course, I know he's probably going to have one of me in there, too. It's the, uh, w- the wonderful roster of change your username images. Uh, Jesus Christ. What is this? Just uh, just a bunch of... Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's themed. It's themed with a bunch of passed out drunk people. Oof. Um, seeing if there are any more coming up in the chat. So, tonight I am drinking and enjoying the hell out of the Goose Island Bourbon County Stout that Scram sent me. And show him some love. Check out the Red Show on Wednesdays, 9 to 11. And I guess if you want to, you can listen to Footer, P-Rock, and Taxi on there too. You know, if you want. I also bit the bullet and bought some Miller Fortune late last week. It's like that one reviewer said on um, uh, that I covered last week. It's pretty decent. It, it's comparable to Budweiser's Black Label. I'm not really getting the whole bourbon thing that they... God damn it. Oh, my poor Ryan Miller jersey. I love that Buffalo jersey. Anyway, uh, distracted by the chat as always. I know initially when they were promoting it, they were going for kind of a bourbon flavor thing, and they said it was a miscommunication on it and shit like that. I'm not really, I didn't really get the whole bourbon thing out of it anyway that they were touting. Um, it's not, it's not a bad six pack for six ninety nine. It's got a six point nine percent ABV on it. That's actually, I think that's uh, cheaper than Budweiser Black Label, and it's a higher alcohol level. So that's one that. In a pinch, I would probably pick it up. Um, you know that Miller Fortune, Budweiser Black Label—they're not—they're not that bad. They're actually pretty decent. Yes, they are still Miller. They're still Budweiser, but they're—they're they're pretty decent. Jesus, this this Bourbon County Stout—I'm, I'm already feeling the warmth coming out of it. it it's, it reminds me of the Sam Adams Utopias in the sense that it is very much a sipping beer. This is not a chugging beer. I mean, considering, you know, how much it goes for, you wouldn't want to chug it anyway, but because it's got a very, very strong um, um, flavor to it. And I think it's like 14% alcohol, something like that. And of course, Dennis posting old pictures of me in the chat. I'm used to that now. Uh, But upon opening it, I mean, you get get that bourbon aroma. when it was pouring into the glass, it had a very, very syrupy kind of look to it. Um, it's not clinging to the side of the glass as much as I thought it would. Like, the Utopias, that clings. That's very syrupy. But this is uh, a little more than half the alcohol content of that. But it's it's really, really good. If you are ever lucky enough to come across a bottle like I was able to, thank you again, Scrams, uh, well, well worth the taste. Very, very good. Uh I have a feeling this will last me for the first half of the show, and then after that, I just kick back to the the latter uh, latter two of my Mister Beers. Yes, I'm down to the two last. Uh, God damn it, <laughs> Alan, you son of a bitch! Uh, so the chat's gonna be like that tonight, is it? Um. Yeah, I'm down to the last two bottles of my Mr. Beer Winter Ale. I'm, I'm honestly not sure what to do next when it comes to the brewing. If I'm going to dip into a new brewing setup or equipment for my next go, if I'm just going to do another Mr. Beer kit because I'm lazy. 
I honestly don't know. I guess it would be more lazy just to not brew anything at all, but I like brewing my own beer. It's fun. Dennis and his photoshops. And you've probably you've if you've been in the chat, you've seen them all. They're probably on Facebook somewhere too. Who knows? Uh, yeah, that it, it does have that that kind of bourbon burn to it. What the hell just fell off my desk? Hold on a second. Knocking shit off my desk. It's rolling off. I have no idea how. That was not a penis. That was not a penis. Of course, that's going to be a clip right about now. Ah, uh, what else do I got going on? I, I haven't been. I haven't been buying much beer. I mean, one of my empty growlers broke, and that makes me a little sad. But it was one I got for free, so it's not a big loss. And that'll probably teach me to keep empty growlers in my car. So I'll probably go fill a couple this Thursday when I'm off from work. Um, where I work, it's spring break now, and I yay, I get to be off Thursday and Friday, but I got to shoot on Friday anyway, so it doesn't really make that much of a fucking difference. Um, holy crap, this show is dragging. Oh, oh, oh. I, I blame the pictures of me in the chat. Those Nobody wants to see those. Um... Okay, so what do I got here to start? Let's see, that picture, I was 16, I believe. Yeah, look at all that wonderful, wonderful video technology, which is, uh, for the most part, pretty obsolete behind me there. Yeah. Okay, I'm, 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 I'm ignoring the pictures of me for now. Um, God damn it. God damn it, Red Sox. So, there's some new beer roulette. Yeah, Wow. God damn it. New beer regulations out of Michigan. Uh, I don't believe the bill has passed, but it's getting really close to that point. Previously, to be classified as a microbrewer, you could produce no more than 30,000 barrels a year. They changed it to 60,000. Anything higher, and you must be licensed as a, quote, brewer, not a microbrewer. Fair enough. Uh, It results in only two licensed brewers in Michigan, Bells and Founders, and you guys should know them. Shorts Brewing would have actually fallen under the brewer licensing previously with their anticipated thirty-five to 40,000 barrels of production this year. Um, let's see, what does the bill also do? It also allows brew pubs to have an interest in up to five other brew pubs instead of the previous limit of two. You know, they got numbers going here and everything. If the combined production doesn't exceed 18,000 barrels a year... It, it almost seems kind of like a franchising thing. If if you you know if you're if you're a brew, brew pub and you want to expand through the area, you know yeah, they they set the limits on that. And also, they've allowed for both microbrewers and brewers to sell beer for on-premises consumption at multiple brewery locations, depending on size. That was a big one because I believe beforehand they could not you know at at the um. At, at those lo- at the breweries and everything, they could not sell beer to actually drink there. Um, I think they were, I think they were getting around it by technically like selling tokens, and then you could redeem the token for a beer or some, something like that. I, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I know other places have done that to kind of skirt around those laws. And really, the aim of the bill is to boost Michigan's craft beer industry. At face value, overall, it looks to be a tax break kind of thing for the microbrewers get the industry growing in the state. It's already, I mean, I think within the past couple of years alone, I think they've said that like 120 new microbrewers or something like that. And um, 
that tax break is paid for by slightly higher per barrel tax on the two brewers in the state, uh, Bells and Founders, or you know anybody else that hits that sixty thousand barrel threshold. So, good news for for the Michigan craft beer scene, where some of the smaller guys will be able to uh, work their way up a little bit easier without getting hit with the taxes quite as soon uh, when they you know when they start getting bigger things like that. God damn it! What the fuck is my computer doing? I have no idea. I usually test these things beforehand. I should never, never, never trust technology. Um, last week I mentioned how Cigar City Brewing in Florida had a bit of a problem with that Hunapu's Day. Uh, they ran out of the beer. There were... Um, there were... Um, duplicated counterfeit tickets and... It, they had pre- pretty much double the attendance there that they were supposed to have. They got sold out of the beer. People didn't get the beer that they were guaranteed to get. It you know practically turned into a riot there, which is a bad thing. And then Cigar City Brewer owner Joey Redner said, you know what, that's it. That's the last Hunapu's Day. We're not doing this again. I, I fucked up. I ain't subjecting myself to this again. And I can't blame him. Well, he's actually considering now a beer fest to replace Hunapu's Day in the future. So next year, instead of selling the Hunapu's Imperial Stout, he'll just hold a beer festival, probably invite other local brewers, stuff like that. And it'll be a regular beer fest sponsored by Cigar City. That's probably a better idea. There's no proffered opportunity for people who don't really care about the beer. Uh, Joey Redner said, we want beer geeks at our beer fest. We don't want people who look at it as a cottage industry. And he told the Tampa Bay Times, there are a lot of people out there looking at beer as a commodity and not something you're buying for your own personal consumption. Now, me, when I go to get beer, I'm thinking, do I want to drink? You know, would I enjoy drinking this? If I would, I buy it. I, I I never see a beer on the shelf and say, ooh, this would be good for a trade. Unless I'm, you know unless I've already arranged a trade with someone and say, oh, I think he would like this or she would like this, you know, something like that. But um, there there seems to really be that contingent in any fandom, though, where if there is a, you know, hard-to-find item, there are people that are going to try and buy up a shitload of it to then, you know, sell at a profit to other people that weren't able to get their hands on it. You know, I, I, I've... You know, never hidden. I'm a Transformers collector. And I always hear tales of much-awaited new release figures being nearly impossible to find in some areas because of scalpers picking them up for um, picking them up and then selling them on eBay and not for the actual enjoyment of the figure. It's basically the same thing with these beers. Some people will go to these release events, hoard as, you know, like buy as many bottles as they can, and then they may drink one of them. And then, you know, say, say there's a limit of 10 they'll drink one of them and sell the other nine at a hugely inflated profit. Um, now, I can understand maybe if there's a limit of 10, you get, I don't know, four of them, one to drink and three to, you know, to save up for, you know, future beer trades or something like that. But even still, it I don't know. I, I, I like the idea of Redner going with a beer fest instead of doing the Hunapu's Day because clearly... Well, clearly, this is why we can't have nice things, and you know, people fuck that up. So, um, I mean, I I've been to enough beer fests. They're for enjoying beers with fellow beer geeks. 
taste and enjoy the stuff, not being able to buy it, and that's fine, you know, particularly rare ones. And there are some beer festivals where you can taste the rare ones and you don't need to buy them. It'll make the event a hell of a lot more friendly and I don't think it'll end in a fucking riot. Ah, uh, ooh, this Bourbon County Stout makes me feel warm all over. And why is there a hippo in the chat? Damn it, Red Sox. So this was the big story from this past weekend. And it kind of kept developing as the weekend went on. What it pretty much came down to, um, and, and beer wasn't necessarily at the heart of the story, so my rant will probably go into a tangent here, but it was... Um, I don't know, it was a pretty newsworthy part of the story. Boston Beer, Heineken, and Guinness, they dropped their sponsorship of the South Boston St. Patrick's Day Parade. Uh, I was getting, I was picking up stuff from uh, MassLive.com, Jezebel.com. I think uh, Dennis actually posted one of them in the uh, ABV Facebook uh, page or group. And uh, WABC. Now, the whole thing, like I said, it's obviously, you know, it isn't about beer sponsorship, but they're a big part of the story, especially Boston Beer. When Boston Beer pulled out, that was a huge thing there. Um, so why did they pull out of the parade? You know, was it, I don't know, was was there a kid toucher amongst the masses? No, 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 no. And then not, nothing, that, nothing that fantastical. It was due to the ongoing exclusion of, uh, what's, what's that acronym, LGBT? Uh, lesbian, gay, bi, and trans. Is that it, I think? Uh, LGBT parade marchers. Now, the parade organizers, they allowed the LGBT members to uh, march in the parade, but they banned any and all signage about sexual orientation, which basically meant that they could not even have a banner saying, we're this group marching in this parade, which is kind of ridiculous. Uh, from the Boston Globe, lead parade organizer Philip J. Wushku Jr. argued that the parade isn't being intolerant. I'm going to take a vote in the chat room. Uh, what kind of accent are we going for with Philip J. Wushki Jr.? What kind of accent? I, I don't believe I can do a proper Boston accent, so we will have to go from something other than that. Uh, if... I don't get a vote in the chat room. I am just going to have to, I don't know, uh, go off on some horrible, possibly bad Boston accent. I don't know. Um, well, I, I could do, you know, I could do a Merriminino accent. Um, although, is that is that um, I don't know, is that kind of a low blow considering he is uh, not in good health right now? I don't know. I'll try it. Uh, gay people margin this all the time, uh, every year. Uh, this isn't the first time. Uh, we don't ban gay people. We ban groups that are trying to make a statement. Okay, see, this was... I don't know. Uh, so, Boston Mayor Marty Walsh, he didn't attend the parade and protest. Gay veterans also chose not to march in the parade, and the boycotts even extended to the New York St. Patrick's Day Parade with uh, Mayor de Blasio, I pronounced that right, I think, uh, becoming the first New York City mayor in decades to not attend the parade. Kind of a big deal there. Well, Ireland's Prime Minister, Enda Kenny, 
resisted pressure from gay rights groups, giving the excuse the holiday is about Irishness and not sexuality. Which is true. St. Patrick's Day is supposed to be a celebration of all things Irish. And yes, it's not about sexuality. Well, why are these organizers trying to make it about sexuality? These people just want to march in the parade. They're not trying to make it about sexuality. They want to march in the parade and represent their group. That's it. But, eh, you know, different sides of the argument. Um, the weird thing is, it, Enda Kenny, again, Ireland's prime minister, he's apparently not a fan of the gay rights lobby, which is kind of strange, considering he very publicly declared his support for gay marriage just last year. I think it was just November of last year and promised to campaign for it in a referendum and pissed off the Catholic Church at the same time. And you, you know, piss off the Catholic Church, you know, Irish Catholic. It's not a not a not a smart move. It, it's a good move. It was a good decision on his part, not a smart move. Um so this was the statement from Boston Beer Company. I'm not going to do any impressions with this because I don't want to make fun of Boston Beer Company. I like them. We've been participating in the South Boston St. Patrick's Day Parade for nearly a decade, and we've also supported the St. Patrick's Day Breakfast year after year. We've done so uh, We've done so because of the rich history of the event and to support veterans who have done so much for this country. Fuck you, Red Sox. Uh, we were hopeful that both sides of this issue would be able to come to an agreement that would allow everyone, regardless of orientation, to participate in the parade. But given the current status of the negotiations, we, re- we realize this may not be possible. We share these sentiments with Mayor Walsh, Congressman Lynch, and others, and therefore therefore, we will not participate in this year's parade. We will continue to support Senator Linda uh, Dorsina Forey and her St. Patrick's Day breakfast. We wish her all the best in her historic stewardship of this tradition. And Red Sox, why, why are you sticking up for the avalanche? I mean, seriously, is, is that an image from like the mid-1990s? That's that's old, dude. That's old. Hasn't been a Wings Abs rivalry since well, I don't know, uh, 2002, 2003, somewhere around there. <laughs> anyway, I'm not talking hockey tonight cuz I'm fully expecting the Red Wings to miss the playoffs this season for the first time in was it 23 seasons. Uh they're playing the Maple Leafs tonight at 7:30 and they are probably going to shit the bed once again as they always do in these important games. So fuck getting the wild card. I'm sitting home during the playoffs and doing nothing. Ah, <sighs> okay. Um so St. Patrick's Day yet yeah, has nothing to do with sexual orientation or identity. Fine. But are they banning other groups from identifying themselves as to who they are or what they represent? To be fair, in the past, they've um, they barred an organization. What kind of organization is this? An organization that said it represented Irish heterosexual pride. That I mean, that makes me think of like you know the 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 white pride groups. It's like you're white. You already got everything. You know, you don't you don't need to really flaunt it. You know, you, you got it. You won. You, you know, you're good. Um, heterosexuals, you know, what what's there to be proud of? Especially especially if they think that is the you know be all end all natural state of things. Why be proud of something that's just a given? Then right? I don't know. Just me. Um, they also ban an anti-abortion organization, which. 
Okay, that's fine. I mean, I, I could see a... No, Red Sox in the chat. What's wrong with white pride groups? It's not time for 360 on 420 yet. Oof. Um, I, I, I would assume an anti-abortion organization would probably have those wonderful, wonderful pictures, you know, on billboard or not on billboards, um, on, um, uh, what the fuck? Um, when, when people are, when people are striking outside of a business what the, um, uh, like pickets and sandwich boards and stuff like that, those wonderful pictures of aborted fetuses and you know, bad idea, bad idea for a parade, I would think. And they've also barred hate groups like the KKK and Westboro Baptist. And Dennis has a counter-argument, and, um, okay, I'll, I'll go with it. Why is their gay pride as being gay something to be proud of? I will say, Dennis raises an excellent point. I would say the point of their being gay pride is because homosexuals have been basically taught to be ashamed of their sexuality and to not be proud of it. And as we become more enlightened, there is more of that openness to be proud of it. Um, I, I guess, you know, and I, I think you could probably say the, the same thing with like, you know, black pride. Um, I've never been a black person, so I can't really speak, you know, from experience. But I would assume, you know, the black man, you know, was kept down long enough by uh, Mr. Whitey Crackerton. And, you know, they, they were taught that they were inferior and, you know, had not as much worth as the white man. And there, you know, came the black pride where, you know, no, we are worthwhile. Stuff like that. I, I would think any group, any group that... <laughs> fuck you, Dennis. <laughs> oh, Dennis is a Catholic now. I see how it is. <laughs> oh. Like I said, it's going to be that kind of night. <laughs> But they also barred uh, the KKK and Westboro Baptist, which any sensible group would bar. I mean, you know, then again, it might be kind of amusing to have Westboro Baptist in the uh, St. Patrick's Day Parade just so you can, you know, throw shit at them. Uh, I mean, Fred Phelps is apparently dying. And I I thought I heard on, on Daytime Divas that they actually more or less like excommunicated Fred Phelps. Is is that is that really true that he said that Maybe they should be doing things in a kinder fashion. I didn't read up on it. I don't know if it's true. I'm just going by uh, what the divas said. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Someone's going to somehow isolate me talking about black and white pride and completely take me out of context. And bless you for doing it because it will be some uh, good audio editing there. <laughs> so, oof. Rich, if you're listening, it's on you. <laughs> Um, the St. Patrick's Day Parade, it's a privately organized event. It's not, you know, the city is not, you know, responsible for this. It's a privately organized event that the city basically approves. It's held by the Allied War Veterans Council. And as a result of being a privately organized event, it's protected by the First Amendment right to freedom of speech. And the organizers can, in fact, include or reject any group they want and the U.S. Supreme Court actually backed this. Okay, makes sense. So I suppose and I'm you know getting getting back into the the dark eaves again here. Uh, if I you know if they said no blacks in our parade, legally they could, but 
I would think there would be something like that. There would be very, very obvious backlash. Um, I mean, those, those other groups I mentioned before, I don't think there would be enough of a backlash to cause any real protest. An anti-abortion group, you know, Westboro Baptist, KKK, it, they're not, they're not going to gain enough steam to, you know, have people really, you know, on their side for the parade. Um, God damn No, Alan. No. No, no, no. <laughs> not even mentioning what he said there. So the parade's chief marshal, he insists that the parade only ban groups making political statements in particular. Now, the actual group banner that this group was going to be under was mass equality. And it was just, you know, it, it, was, it was a gay rights group, but promoting equality. Now, is equality, oh, son of a bitch, and there goes my feed. We me type in the chat here goes my feed and am I connecting now now I'm getting password failed okay I'm, you know I'm just gonna keep going on um I have no idea what's going on with my connection it, it is probably probably my computer doing something so you know what I'm just gonna keep going on um see if this will connect see if it will connect if it doesn't Okay, I'm connected. Hey, guys. And maybe not. And there goes the meter. It's my, it's my fucking computer today. You know, I'm, I'm just I'm just going to keep on going. Uh, Audacity's still recording. And see what happens here. Um, I, I, I think my internet just shit the bed, too. So, um, it's times like this. I wish I had a goddamn producer. Um, you know, if it keeps doing that, let me see, because I can't, <sighs> Windows fucked up on me, I can't even get to my taskbar for some reason. Uh, no, my network looks fine. Might be my network. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> Dennis in the chat says the Catholic Church is always watching. Yeah, Westboro Baptist could have done it. Red Sox blames the KKK. I, who the fuck knows? I have I have no idea what's going on with it. So you know, I'll 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 continue on a little bit and see. Um, I don't know. See what goes on here. <laughs> Be a reason for everybody to catch on the download tonight. <laughs> the Vatican is coming for me, apparently, according to uh, according to Dennis. Um, yeah, uh, Ed Cast is shitting it up. Now that's that's really weird. I'm actually I'm seeing my peak meter going, and I was seeing my transfer rate at zero. Interesting. It, 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 it's always it's never a dull day here. I, I I gotta have technical difficulties probably at least once a month on this show. <sighs> so I will continue. Um, like I was saying, the parade's chief marshal he insists that parade ban groups making political statements in particular. Now is equality a political statement i guess it depends which side of the divide you fall on um you know if if you're if you're anti-gay you're gonna say yes of course it's a political statement if you are pro-gay then you're not gonna understand why there's any kind of political statement being made out of it at all um (sighs) i'm just gonna keep on going with this and see if i can figure this out over break Actually, you know what? 
I'm going to do something crazy here. This may completely fuck up my show, but um, I think I can uh, rely on Audacity continuing to record for me. And in fact, well, no, I can't. God damn it, I can't even open Audition. Motherfucker. Let's see what happens if I do this. Okay. I just closed Explorer. Let's reopen Explorer and see what happens here. Hey, I'm connected. I bet it was Explorer doing it. Son of a bitch. Hi, guys. Um, I don't want to install Adobe Flash Player. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks, Alan. Uh, I know. I was off to a great start, sort of. Yeah. Um, wait. Seriously, there's no audio? Wait. Uh, fuck you, Dennis. <laughs> How would you... Ah, uh, okay, good. I have my taskbar back. I'm so happy I have my taskbar back. Dennis actually got me with that. Just to let you know, when I was uh, cursing when I got back, he shouted in the chat, Language! I mean, no audio still. And somehow I, I, I bought the second... Ugh. Ugh. I suck. Um, let me get my folder back open here for my materials. Ah, wait, no, that's not Dropbox, you fucking cocksucker mother... Piss shit ass balls. Cunt. Fuck ass. No, I'm I'm running out now. Okay. Let me pick this back up again here. Okay. Uh, Should I I piss off the church again? Why not? So are there any church groups in the parades? You know, are, are they not allowed to show, you know, their banners or whatnot. I mean, religion can get pretty political, right? You know, that could be a political statement, what religion you are, who knows? Well, there was one particular church group in the parade, but they actually pulled out because of the gay rights groups being allowed to march. Um, And I am not derailed. I'm getting back on topic, fuckers. (laughs) Maybe I need to drink more. Because of, uh, you know, Dennis's suggestion, it's the solution to my problems. Uh, Almost finished the Bourbon County Stout. And like I said, that stuff's strong. So, this group that pulled out because of the gay rights groups being allowed to march, despite the fact they couldn't identify as a gay rights group. Uh, This was from CBS Boston. The Immaculate Heart of Mary School announced in a statement last week that its band would not march in the March 16th parade because the gay rights advocacy group Mass Equality had been allowed to participate. Not even that, you know, it it, it didn't even have anything to do with them identifying themselves as such. They did not want to be in the same parade with the gays. Oh, no. So, uh, let's see, the statement from Principal... Brother Thomas Dalton. Um, yeah, might as well go with this uh, with this uh, voice for this. This float hath become the icon of the St. Patrick's Day Parade in South Boston, appearing in all types of media whenever the parade is mentioned. The familiar theme of St. Patrick joyfully giving his blessing to the crowds has, sad to say, come to an end. He oh, said, come. In the footsteps of St. Patrick, IHM does not condone and will not appear to condone the homosexual lifestyle. Yeah, boo-hoo, good riddance. Fuck these guys. 
couldn't couldn't even march in the same parade with them because they thought, oh no, because there's a gay in the parade. Oh, people are gonna think we condone it. God for God forbid there's a gay student in that school because it's not unheard of. You know, a gay kid in a Catholic school. Imagine how that poor fucking kid feels after this whole debacle. So what's the big deal about allowing them these groups to identify what they're a part of and what the group represents? They're not a hate group. They're not promoting anything illegal and so on. So, um, I don't know, get, get, get into my um, opposite Bill O'Reilly. What, what, is, what does he call it when he does on the O'Reilly factor and he has that blue screen next to him and just spouts off statements that he believes to be true? I don't know. Um. I think it's a case of backward thinking Neanderthals. They're going to cry freedom of speech at the first sign they think they're being oppressed, but they're not going to hesitate to exclude, or in this case, place limits on others who don't fit in with their narrow-minded worldview. That's just the way I see it. And uh, let's see, who who's posting the gay stuff in the chat? Because uh, I approve. Um, let's see here. Foams, uh, foams, and foams. Wow. Thanks, dude. Um, apparently you have some of these on your heart. Yeah, uh, eh, Red Sox does have a good point there. They defend the gays in one breath and mock them in a gay voice with the next. Oh, no, I, I'm not mocking them. I'm saying that this brother Thomas Dalton is closeted. <laughs> Dennis, Dennis. Um, there's apparently a history behind this with the Boston Parade, too. I got this from Slate.com. Um, this is direct from the article. Boston's exclusionary history began in 1992 and 1993 when local courts ruled in favor of the Irish-American gay, lesbian, and bisexual group of Boston known as GLIB. Couldn't think of a better acronym. Um, which wanted to march in the St. Patrick's Day Parade. The massive procession through Southie, Boston's traditionally Irish, predominantly Catholic neighborhood, is heavy on veterans groups, police departments, and local politicians. Although AWV, yeah, AWVC's parade, which attracts more than one million spectators each year, is privately organized, it's partially funded with taxpayer dollars. Uh, let's see, the Boston Globe reports the 2013 parade cost the city more than 315000 in police overtime alone. Um, <laughs> Fulms is picking up some great, great, I am assuming, uh, gay pride parade images. Uh, that is a fabulous closet that uh, apparently people are coming out of. Uh, consequently, courts agreed the organizers had unfairly discriminated, discriminated against Glib. Uh, Glib's legal victory didn't translate to a warm reception from parade goers, though. Now, this this is where the tradition comes in in Boston. Um, it's funny because Massachusetts is typically thought of as a, a liberal state. That's That's just the way it is. It's typically thought of as a blue state. However, there also seems to be the stereotype of a lot of racism there and apparently a lot of uh, anti-homosexuality. Gay marchers faced slurs, spit, smoke bombs, and snowballs from dozens of spectators across the parade route in what the Boston Globe referred to as a five-mile gauntlet of hostility that sometimes threatened to erupt into wide-scale violence. What the hell is that, Dennis? That is the weirdest damn... Th- 
who who's who's the guy on there? I ah okay. Never. Um, thousands more parade goers. Some of them. Okay, this is also nice too. Uh, thousands more parade goers. Some of them wearing T-shirts bearing the words "90 years without queers." Turn their backs when the group passed. Riot police marched alongside the glib contingent in order to maintain calm. After 92 consecutive years of celebrating Boston's Hibernian heritage, the AWVC canceled the 94 parade rather than allow the LGBTQ, I guess they added queer in there, Irish Americans to participate. The organizers were adamant in their homophobia. Former Mayor Thomas Menino asked as many as eight other local organizations to take over the planning of the parade, but all stood together in anti-gay solidarity. In 1995, the AWVC appealed all the way to the Supreme Court, which recognized the private organizer's right to exclude groups, like I said. And uh, welcome to the chat, Scrams, on his uh, cell phone. Welcome, welcome to the, uh, well, apparently very, very gay chat today. Wait, no, Fulms, that's anti-gay. That's not gay pride. Not gay pride. Fags do not doom nations and God, well, maybe God does laugh when planes crash. I don't know. I'm, I'm not I'm not sure what the fuck God does anyway. Apparently he needed a uh, 777 from Malaysia. <sighs> Ah, uh, okay. Finished off the Bourbon County Stout. Thank you again, Sir Scrams. Um, the the comment sections in some of these articles were brilliant, though. It, it, honestly, the, the comment sections pretty much anywhere in the internet have the potential for wonderful brilliance. Oh, Scrams! I actually I actually just finished it. Open at the top of the show. Just finished it now. It was fan fucking tastic. Like I, I mentioned, <laughs> sorry, Scrams. I guess I guess we're on a little bit of a delay. Uh, one, two, three. Um, no, it, it, fantastic. It, it it reminded it reminded me of the Sam Adams Utopias just to a lesser strength. Um, definitely definitely more of a sipping beer. Definitely more of a sipping beer. Very very good. So I thank you for that again, sir. And I did. I did give you very proper prop props uh, earlier in the show. You'll have to. You'll have to download the show. Get my numbers up. Um, <sighs> Fulms is just finding all sorts of gay stuff out there. So, as I was saying, um, the comments on these articles, just like anywhere on the internet, priceless. A lot of brilliance. A lot of really stupid people at the same time. Uh this was from CBS Boston. I honestly don't know if this person was a troll or for real. Their username was Misfit44. This was in reference to the uh, diversity float that was to be part of the parade. The gay perverts have designed a float with cannons arranged in such a way that they cease to be cannons, but erect penises with rainbow semen issuing from them. And yet they claim that they're not wanting to make a statement. King Edward I of England would have made short shift of this heap of depravity. No messing. Honestly, again, can't tell if it's a troll or not because I've seen people online legitimately like that that really do spew stuff like that and really do believe it very, very deeply. And that is frightening. Um, 
And then, let's see, in that same section of comments, Jerry Patterson said, well, he, he actually, he started spewing out scripture and basically told a veteran in the comments that the veteran basically said, you know, I, I'm ashamed that I'm, you know, fighting for people to be this bigoted or that I, that I fought for 20, I was in the military for 22 years and fought for people to be this bigoted, you know, basic, the basic idea of what he said there. Um, so, uh, this Jerry Patterson guy told this veteran basically that he deserved death because he was quote, approving of the sodomites. Oh, religion of love, love, love. Uh, let's see. L. Sully from the comments had one of my favorites. IHM does not condone and will not appear to condone the homosexual lifestyle, but actively supports public drunkenness and urination. It is kind of a double standard. Because the way St. Patrick's Day is gone now, uh, the religious aspect behind it, it's really taking a backseat to um, you know pissing yourself and passing out in an alley. Um. And you know what? I don't think that's grammatically correct, Red Sox. Um, legalize gay. Shouldn't that maybe like legalize the gay or legalize gays? And hey, there's Dutch. <laughs> that's the best gay picture of them all, Dennis. Nice work. And if you're not in the chat and you can't see it, you should be. More like radio.com slash live. Oh, and Dutch wearing fucking short shorts and oh you probably have those saved on your computer don't you Dennis and I don't blame you because this is the perfect time to bring them up so kudos to you um so back to the whole you know beer sponsorship that basically got me into this whole article it was kind of a no-brainer for the beer companies to pull their sponsorships um I think Guinness was the last one to actually do it. And with that one, it actually seemed like it was more due to public pressure than anything else. Uh, Heineken, I don't really know their PR stance on stuff like this. Um, could just be a smart business business decision and PR move in the wake of Boston Beer pulling out. Because I believe Boston Beer ooh, excuse me, were the uh, first ones to do it. And... Um, Boston Beer, I mean, knowing knowing what we know about Jim Cook and how he operates that company, it, this seems like a genuine, honest statement. Yes, yes, it was a business decision too, but it also seemed like an honest, you know, kind of humanitarian statement of, you know what, fuck this, we don't want to be associated with you and your behavior, we'll gladly come back when you stop being intolerant douchebags. And actually, I can kind of hear Jim Cook in my head saying that. Makes sense. Uh, I suppose it's time for break. Um, I need to pee. So I think I'm going to do that. Uh, after the break, well, I, I, towards the end of the show, I, I have a shitload of um, new beer releases this week and uh, a few other random things. I don't, I don't need to tease them. You guys will stick around. And if you've downloaded it, ugh, downloaded this, you're already, well, you're, you're already pretty well invested in this, uh, this debacle. And, yeah, Dennis. Dennis does have the best gay pride parade gif ever. Yes, it's it's me and Mitch dancing at Royce and Marie's wedding. So, with that, I'll be back after this. Alcohol by Cheers. volume, Kevin oh, Show. Hey, it's hey. oh, the name of the show. Hey, more like radio, less like crap. Want more alcohol by volume? Because I'm. <laughs> 
Kinda drunk for this, let's shit nuts! Download past episodes at morelikeradio.org. Join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash alcohol by volume. Like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash MLR alcohol by volume. And follow along on Twitter at MLR underscore alcohol. I find you all drunk in this theater. You're on appeal. I am drunk, or I wouldn't be talking to you. The newest episodes of Talk Radio Meltdown air first on More Like Radio. Listen to new episodes every Friday starting at 4 p.m. Eastern at morelikeradio.com. More Like Radio has a lot of great shows, including ours. Talk Radio Meltdown every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern on More Like Radio. Listen in at morelikeradio.com. Hey, smokers, you stink. I'm not talking about your character. That's a given. I'm talking about your clothes. It's time to kick the butts and move over to something more pleasant. I'm talking about e-cigs from Smokeless Image. They're cheaper than cigarettes, don't smell, and are available in a wide variety of flavors ranging from mints, fruits, desserts, or the traditional tobacco flavors if that's what you want. Simply go to tinyurl.com slash mlrsmoke for all your vaping needs. That's tinyurl.com slash mlrsmoke. Wednesday night at 11 p.m., Tune in to More Like Radio for two hours of wrestling talk on Markout Radio with Dark Fox and Friends. Fistful of assholes! Excuse me? Fistful of assholes? Really? You want me to say that? Just do the bit. <sighs> Alright, you're such a diva now that you have your own show with guest host Punchy, Greenway, and whoever else shows up on Skype or in Fox's creepy basement studio. The smell of common beer doesn't make it creepy. Maybe not, but the fleshlight does. Listen, I have a healthy sexual appetite. Thank you very much. What are the anal beads for? Can you just do the bit? Ugh, fine. Jesus, and you wonder why people get Marianne through the audio bits. Markout Radio live every Wednesday night from 11 p.m. Eastern on More Like Radio. This is it, the apocalypse. Hey, are you absolute garbage? Let me guess, an alcoholic? A drug addict? When was the last time you were even out of your house? Well, why don't you join us for The Red Show? We're all about personal betterment and self-esteem. I want to do, uh, you know, maybe like uh, City Meets the Swamp, something, something. I hope it ends up with the fucking city getting eaten by a goddamn alligator. Ambassadors of peace at any income level. That's what we do here. We're all about olive branches. <laughs> no, you're a fucking white trash asshole. You're about olive fucking garden, okay? <laughs> <laughs> One thing we don't forget is how important our fans are. Is there anything more you want to say about any of these uh, cocksuckers that are listening? No, I don't think so. Okay. And we recognize the struggles and hardships of our friends. We don't give a fuck. I hope you <laughs> relapsed. Burn in hell, bull. Oh, my God. God, what are you I meant I love you, bro. Get better. So come join us live Wednesday nights and experience functional substance abuse on The Red Show. Only on More Like Radio. You're doing some things with Enya, correct? I I hope you end your life. Now get off the the microphone while I talk to my pal. If you weren't able to catch the last Hippo Juice show, here's what you probably missed. I would rather go one mile down the road than inconvenience men behind me. Mm -hmm. In my mouth, with my tongue, and testicles. Oh. The official statement is fag! Zach, um, uh, um, as far as your routine goes, um, how... You know, because do you ever, like, do, like, with, uh... Listen to the Hippo Juice Show live every Wednesday night, 7 to 9 p.m. on morelikeradio.com. 
Saturday's noon east. Join Halls and Rorschach as they bring you the news you need to get you through your weekend. Ollie, can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> okay, Ollie, I'm outside right now. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's really boiling hard out here. Uh, Sounds like it. Where are you at? Are you in Antarctica? <laughs> uh, wait a minute, Holly. I see somebody coming toward me. There's a, there's a man coming toward me. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, what, you, uh, uh, what are you doing in my yard? I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Halls from It's All About Me. Join Rorschach and myself every Saturday from noon to 2 Eastern Time right here on More Like Radio. On this episode of the daytime drama Conti and Kenny, Conti shows compassion for Kenny's flailing comedy career. There's, especially in this area where we are, the Northeast, there's 10,000 people that want to be comics that sort of do it here and there. Or they want to do not Don't look at my schedule. No, I wasn't putting you in that group. I've been doing it 10 years. You know what I mean? Not Right now, I'm in a little... Not in a row. I'm, I'm, <laughs> 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 yeah, you jerk off. The Conti and Kenny Show.com. Do you think Trust Us We're Hot is a show just for girls? Vote on silence. Stockings or panties? She seduced him in the kitchen. That's really, really sensitive right there. It's a hard. Hey, guess what? This is what I want. Do it now. First of all, I don't look flat. (laughs) Trust Us We're Hot. Every Sunday from 7 to 9 Eastern. A show for men. If you're ready for pro wrestling like it's never been seen before, pro wrestling meant for an adult audience, and pro wrestling where nobody says brother or tells you you can't see them, check out Combat Zone Wrestling, the most innovative, high-flying, hard-hitting, ultra-violent promotion on the planet today. Combat Zone Wrestling. Visit us at www.czwrestling.com. The Cousin Joe Show. Now, I know what a crack vial is because there was one time I went to go score coke and this guy in Patterson tries it for coke and he goes, all right. And like usual, they got it all set up great. They got fucking, they got all their, they're like fucking 14-year-old kids on bicycles riding around the corner to flag the dealer if the cops are around, like just as lookouts while I'm parked and the guy goes in the apartment or whatever and gets the shit, comes out with these vials of, it looks like salt. And I'm like, what is this? He goes, it's coke. And the way he looked at me and said it, I'm like, I'm not arguing with this guy. I'm not. I'm just going to pay, take it. And I tried stiffing crack. I didn't realize until like, two minutes later. I'm like, why is my nose getting clogged with shit? I'm like, oh, wait. This isn't coke. This is, these are crack rocks. But they were, <laughs> they were, they look like, like sea salt. They're like fucking. <laughs> so you just, you got overcharged. I remember I went to go get a haircut right after that. And I was looking in the barber shop. I did everything I called back then. It was crack. It was just part of my day. What are you talking about? I remember looking in the mirror, going like, "Shit!" Because they started to fall out of my nose. (laughs) (laughs) 
sure I've ever heard the track of Sniff Crack. <laughs> Tune in to the Cousin Joe Show live Thursday night 7 to 10 on More Like Radio. A ton of lineup stronger than Owen Hart's safety harness. MoreLikeRadio.com Other internet radio stations are gay. Holy balls, everybody! Balls, Brannigan! Balls! Balls, balls, balls! And tequila! Gus, I'm trapped! Bernie! Bernie! I'm trapped in a bottle of tequila! He's trapped in a bottle of tequila, everybody! Brannigan! Brannigan, so... Are you ready to start your very first investigation all proper-like? I am ready to go, 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 Chief. Great, then you can go, go, go talk to your three consultants. The... what? Calm down. Calm down. Give the man some space. He's warming it up. He's warming it up. Don't you get it? We have been given a gift from the ghost of Jack Webb. My gut is telling me that the witch, the ghost whisperer, and our own very talented psychic are going to help you wrap this case up in a neat little bedazzled bow that I'm sure you can make by hand. Well, yes, Definition I can. Definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. You know, booze only numbs the pain temporarily, right? Excuse, excuse us. Yes. I know we got to go back to the bodies. What? And clearly, the ghost has a soft spot for the bottle, so I would start with you. The ghost? Uh, welcome back to Alcohol by Volume here on More Like Radio. Phone number is 862-345-7125, or you can Skype in at Alcohol by Volume, all one word. So, uh, let's see, who do we got in the chat right now? We got Oxtail, we got White Ass Brent. White Ass Brent is drinking uh, Let It Ride from Indeed Brewing. Very nice. 90 IBUs, and he says it is excellent. Uh, hmm. I don't think we get Indeed Brewing out here. Where is it? Uh, oh, okay, it's a Minnesota beer. That would explain that. You damn Minnesota ins. Is that the right pronunciation? I don't know. I got fucking nerve. So, uh, this is a brewery I was not previously familiar with, but they actually had a pretty interesting article on their blog. It's called Solemn Oath Brewery, and it probably would have helped maybe if I had actually looked up where they are from. And I don't need that article. I don't need... Yes, I am over 21. Uh, let me see if I can figure this out now. Solemn Oath Brewery. Uh, let's see, where is their tap room? That That's usually a pretty good indicator. Um, because, you know, I should have done this before, right? Right? Uh, they are in Illinois. Uh, 1661 Quincy Avenue in Naperville, Illinois. So they did a blog entry basically talking about how, you know, a lot of people kind of want to get into um, brewing nowadays and, you know, working in a brewery and that there are probably a lot of safety aspects of it that they don't really take into consideration, which is, you know, probably a pretty fair point there. Um Oh and I see uh I'm not I'm not quite sure why uh why Fulms posted a Blue Point brewing logo, but okay. I, I know Blue Point does some good stuff. So and if you're not in the chat, more like radio.com slash live join and pop in there, say hi. So they're talking about how, you know, safety is not the sexiest part of the beer world. But it's it's become a very important thing. I mean you look at some recent stories, um 
I can't remember what brewery had this happen. There was a fermenter that ruptured and it was during a tour and somebody that was on the tour is suing them for injury or whatever. Uh, the death of one of Stone Brewing's workers last year. I mean, safety, it's obviously an important topic when it comes to brewing. And it's important given all the new startups and Kickstarters and everything. You know, every, Everybody wants to brew beer nowadays. And I think a lot of people that want to start breweries may not realize particularly what they're getting into, especially if they you know start to increase their capacity and you run into all sorts of different things. So Paul from Solomoth Brewery, he wrote up this great article on their site. It's uh, solomothbrewery.com detailing where some of the more unexpected dangers may come from. Oh, okay, Fulham said uh, that's the town he lives in, uh, Blue Point, in Long Island. Yes, Oxtail, drowning in Nevada beer is an OSHA violation. Um, but, but, I don't think it's an OSHA violation if you drink it all. Wasn't, wasn't that in, um, was that in Strange Brew that he fell into the vat and then drank it all and then really had to pee at the end? I want to make sure I have my movie right on that. I haven't watched the movie in ages. used to watch it all the time. So, of course, the first thing that they have here is heat. Yeah, you need heat to, you know, to brew beer. He says, at any given time, we have about 1,000 gallons of water in the brewery at 190 degrees. When we're brewing, there's about 500 gallons of boiling wort. Because of the sugar content, that stuff will burn you worse than water. I hadn't particularly thought about that, where the sugar content would make any potential burns even worse than just the water. And again, that that's something that someone new to the brewing game probably would not expect. Um, he says, we also have an industrial steam boiler that supplies all the heat to our brew house. The risk of a failed fitting or human error leading to serious burns is no joke. And in, in, in that respect, I mean, some of that is, you know, stuff you will deal with in any kind of, you know, factory. And to be honest, a brewery is a factory. That's really what, it's a factory that manufactures beer. You know, may not think of it as such, but that, that really is what it is. Then you have pressure. The um, ruptured fermenter that I mentioned before, that, you know, that was as a result of pressure building up. Yes, Dennis, someone is slurring, I know. It's because the Bourbon County stout was very, very good. Uh, let's see, Paul says, uh, our stainless steel fermenters and bright tanks are rated for pressurization up to 15 pounds per square inch. We routinely pressurize them with carbon dioxide, often while working on several tasks at once. A careless or untrained worker may set the gas regulator too high to move it along more quickly. That sounds like something stupid I would do. Uh, forget about that for a few hours, and with the bad luck of a safety relief failure, you've got a potential tank rupture that's 1,000 gallons of beer and 900 pounds of stainless steel blowing apart. So, not a good time. Not a good time there. Then you also have the keg washer that they use. Uses compressed air to evacuate any beer left inside the dirties, as he puts it. Uh, we regulate that pressure, but if we were to set it too high or if it failed, we could exceed the maximum working pressure for the kegs, possibly leading to an explosion. We don't clean plastic kegs, but the Brewers Association has been collecting reports of plastic keg explosions around the industry since a tragic accident killed an American brewery employee in 2012. I do remember that one as well. 
Um, and uh, honestly, the idea of a plastic keg, that just, that just seems like a bad idea to me anyway, but I guess if you you know want to cut corners with cost wherever you can, that would be one of those things. Um, oh, let us see what uh, Old Burnside Brewing Company, 10 Penny Ale. And uh, Red Sox says the stuff is brewed one town away from him, and it's his go-to beer. Very nice. And they... Um, now... Here's, here's a question for your Red Sox. Is that... Um, do they just sell it in that growler like that, or do you go get the growler filled for that? Um, actually, yeah, if you say it's brewed one town away from you, I would assume they would fill that growler and give you that very nice label for it. Um, damn, I, I, I wish I wish I had breweries closer to me. I mean, I know there are a lot of them in New Jersey, but they're not, you know, they're not so close that I could just pop in, you know, anytime I want. I have to, I have to, you know, really plan my schedule, you know, make a day of it kind of thing. Like even, even something like, you know, Cricket Hill or something like that. It's not close enough to me to just, you know, be able to say, oh, you know, I'm going to go there today and just hop down there. It's kind of a shame. Um, oh, okay. Red Sox says you can do either. Very cool. Very cool. Oh, I, I need to fill up my growlers. There, there, there's one, um, one beer in my, in my new releases today that I'm really, really hoping that the place I go to fill my growlers gets in. Um, it, it's a beer from Star Hill and I know they get Star Hill kegs there frequently. So I'm hoping this is one that'll pop up there. So back to the safety article, uh, pH, we have giant vats of caustic and, uh, wow, this is uh, bad writing here. We have giant vats of caustic acid. I suppose he meant to say stored in our chemical room. They're equipped with locking valves and containment bases, but spilling a few hundred gallons of these powerful chemicals would make for a dangerous cleanup. The pH of these chemicals is on par with drain cleaner and the acid that digests food in your stomach. Wonderful. So basically, if you get a light spray on your skin and you don't notice, you're going to get a sunburn-like sensation uh, and you're going to get a nice patch of irritated skin. Then, of course, electricity. That's also kind of a given in any kind of factory you know, atmosphere, you know, you're going to have those big red stop buttons on pretty much anything that uses electricity in the place. He says, brewery equipment requires high voltage and lots of current to operate. We're pushing over a ton of wet grain around in our mash ton, operating powerful pumps, running electric powered mill and auger, charging a forklift, regulating our boiler and chilling glycol down below freezing. Uh, with most of these operations, there's a lot of water in close proximity to active electrical circuits and outlets. We build everything out to code and inspect and protect all of our connections, but the risk of serious electrical shock in a brewery is always a frayed wire away. And I'm surprised it hasn't happened at my work, given the uh, maintenance conditions. Um, let's see. Uh, Oxtail in the chat, he actually asked, can you take a growler with another brewer's logo etched in it to get filled, or is that considered rude? The weird thing about that question, um, there are, I think there are some some states that it is actually illegal to do that. You have to, if you go to a place, be it a brew pub, be it a, you know, a branded store that fills growlers, you have to use their branded growler. It is illegal for them to fill another growler. I think some states get around that by allowing you to place a sticker over the original logo or whatever on the growler. It's kind of, it's a weird thing. It varies from state to state. 
I know my growlers. I have um, let's see. I have one from um, uh, Dragon Meat in Michigan. I have um, what is it? I think I have two, maybe two liquor factory. It's it's, it's a chain out here in Jersey. Two of those. And then I have one from Barley Creek in Pennsylvania. Any one of those I could take to liquor factory and they'd fill it up. I found that out. Um, I feel kind of weird still bringing one of the other growlers to them. For instance, like if I was going to Cricket Hill, I wouldn't bring a Barley Creek growler with me. I would just, I would feel weird about that. Um, it's, I wouldn't necessarily say it's considered rude. Um, depending on the. I guess depending on the, um, fuck, what, what's the word I want? I don't know. Depending on the mood of the brewer, I suppose, it, it, it may be bad form. It depends how, you know, kind of easygoing they are, I guess. Um, and Brent is asking, uh, don't you trade in your growler every time you get a new one? I've never brought one in and had them fill it right in front of me. It might be a state law thing. Yeah, that that actually might be a state law thing because I know um, it, where I go, again, that uh, liquor factory place, I just bring in the same one. I mean, if it needs to be clean, you know, if it needs to be rinsed, cleaned out or anything, you know, they'll do it. And um, really the only thing I get new each time is a new cap when they uh, pressurize it. Otherwise, I just keep reusing the same growler again and again. I think right now I have either three or four of them. Like I said, one of them broke. I don't remember now. Um, At any given time, I've had maybe two of them full, but... um, yeah, so I mean, we don't we don't have to trade our growlers in here, but uh, maybe it's it, it almost like uh, it almost might be like a like a bottle deposit kind of thing with you guys, Brent. I mean that that might kind of make sense, um, or you know what? Something probably more accurate with that would be um, uh, filling up a uh, propane tank for a barbecue, something like that. You bring your empty one, they give you a new full one. I get the feeling the growlers may kind of be like that where you are. Um, and now Scrams is fully in the chat, not Scrams mobile anymore. Welcome back, sir. Um, let's see. Gravity. Our, uh, our fermenters aren't nearly as tall as the 800, uh, BBL behemoths at some of America's largest craft breweries, but they're still high enough for a deadly fall when we're dry hopping or finding a batch of beer. The one ton pallets of grain we stack on eight feet high racks are also serious fall hazards. Jesus Christ. I can't imagine... I, I I used to work at a Sam's Club doing overnight stock, and I've seen pallets fall from the rafters. I've seen pallets tumble off of forklifts. That shit'll kill you. I mean, even if it's not that high, that shit'll kill you. Um, let's see. So uh, the loads full kegs we carried around the brewery and the forklift, even two high kegs in our cooler are dangerous to lift down. That doesn't surprise me. You know, that slips, falls right on you, hits you in the head, concussion, dead, whatever. This is one that I did not expect. Toxic gas. Um, let's see. Um, they have to. Uh, it says your lungs work just fine when the concentration of oxygen in the air is between nineteen and a half percent and twenty three and a half percent, much higher or a little lower, and you start to see serious problems. We also have to watch out for carbon monoxide levels because of our steam boiler and carbon dioxide levels because of fermentation, our taproom draft system, and bulk tanks. Uh, worst case scenario here is mixing acid and bleach, which would trigger the production of deadly chlorine gas and a sure thing hazmat response. I did not know this. The release of toxic gas killed a team of seven people working inside a tank in a Mexican brewery last year. So that's a new one to me. 
Um, let's see, moving machinery. Of course, you know that that's that's another given. Any kind of factory um, collisions, pinch points, entanglement. Oh, and you know, what? hold on a second. I got a caller coming in here. Uh, let me make sure I do not have Skype muted. That's a new one. hello, sir. Hey, I wanted to uh, talk about growlers uh, in Chicago here. Oh, okay. Uh, so, first of all, the best deal ever is Peace Pizza on Saturdays or Sundays. They have a $25 special, and it is a large pizza. And the pizzas they make are kind of, the large ones are kind of football-shaped, and it's like a full cookie sheet piece of pizza. Oh, Wow. And they're normally like $22, right? Mm. Um, and on Sundays, you can get one of those. This is to go only. One of those and a growler, no deposit on a bottle, for $25. That is a damn good deal right there. So I think normally their growlers are 16 to 19 something like that. Mm. Uh, but yeah, you can get pizza. And it's that pizza will feed like four to five people and a growler for 25 bucks. And that's that's really good. I mean, usually when I get growlers here, depending on what kind of brew it is, um, it, it'll be anywhere usually between like thirteen to like maybe twenty three, twenty five bucks. So I mean, you're, right. you're you're practically getting you know either the pizza or the growler for free almost. Exactly, so, yeah. exactly. So uh, do they heat shrink the caps on to yours there? Uh, no, they don't. Um, although, okay. where was it that I? I want to say it was Barley Creek in Pennsylvania. I think they heat shrinked that one. Yeah, they put a little ring on there and hit it with a hair dryer or a heat gun because if that's not on there in Illinois, it's an open container. Oh, really? Yeah, so you have to, they just heat shrink that on you, on there for you. And that makes sense. Yeah, and it's just literally, It. I think it takes like two seconds and it shrinks right up and it's just, that's it. Uh, but... I mean, you're talking about breweries. Chicago is huge for breweries right now. Yeah, and I, I, I haven't been to Chicago in, geez, it's probably been close to 10 years now, and I really want to get back out there at some point. All right, well, let me put it this way. Uh, within four blocks of my house, which is a half mile, mm-hmm. there is Pipeworks Brewery. If you go out to six blocks, there's Revolution, which I sent you two of their yep. brews, but they have up to like 20. Uh, if you go to eight blocks, there's Peace Brewery, and then if we go out to 18 blocks, there's Half Acre, Goose Island, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe one other. So that that's a two-and-a-half-mile radius of my house. There's five breweries. Oh, my God. And if we, if we take that out to, like, 15 miles, uh, maybe 20 miles, then you get three Floyds mm-hmm. in there. Yep. Uh, Three Brothers, which is out just west of the city, Rabbit Brewery, and I think there's something like 50 fucking microbrews in um, in and around Chicago right oh now. Oh, my so, God. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Chicago Chicago is just huge with that. Ugh. Yeah, no, it's crazy. And the Goose Island breweries, which I, I hear Brent, you know, knocks on them because I don't know what they can get there. They probably get 312, which I think is a really good Weed ale. Yeah, I, I've know. had that before. Yeah, uh, but they can probably get what you can get anywhere. Is like 312, uh, the Green Line IPA, maybe the Ten Hill Pills. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of some other ones, but there's there's not a whole hell of a lot that go national. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the stuff that, you know, we have here, you know, there's five different kinds of Bourbon County this year. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
they have like a raspberry and they have, you know, a different barrel aging and, you know, they're, they're tough to get. Oh. Um, but like Revolution and this new one, Pipeworks, and Pipeworks is only, it's all small batch and they don't sell outside, you know, I think they sell to like 50 liquor stores only. Ah, okay. There's nothing out of the region. And I can get you some of that stuff too. You'll have to check out their website and pick some stuff out for you, what you want. But okay, I will. I will definitely check that. I I know I've heard of Pipeworks before too. Yeah, it's it's very small. Uh, I didn't even know it was there until I was at the liquor store when I was getting you those bombers, and there was Pipeworks. And I was like, oh, this sounds familiar. I've heard of it. And then I look at the thing, and I was like, oh, this is four blocks from my house. So <laughs> I, I think a lot I of there was just a yoga studio, like oh. right where that address was. I mean, it's it's tiny. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, so, I think like a, it's all small batch. I think a lot of the the brewers out here, they all tend to be in South Jersey, so they're of course all away from me. But it, like I, I know um, Pennsylvania, they're actually you know some of the ones in Pennsylvania. I think for me are a lot closer, but I seem to be in like kind of this no man's land where I have to go at least an hour in each direction to get to one of the breweries out here. Yeah, in. I mean, Goose Island has two restaurants in Chicago, mm. and then their main brewery is kind of over by my house. Uh, it's by the United Center where the Hawks play. Uh, they have two restaurants. The one restaurant is is like right next to Wrigley Field, and it's more of just a bar that you know they serve you know homemade pretzels and cheese sticks and shit like that. Yeah, it's you know just a it's a bar right, bar. Right. Yeah. The other one is like a four star fucking restaurant. <laughs> And they they'll probably do like special like pairing dinners and stuff like that. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have special pairing dinners, and they have um, some of the best. I mean, it's it's funny in Chicago. There's not a lot of good fish fry, and I love fish fry. Mm-hmm. And they have some walleye there that's amazing, and you know some you know like pork tenderloins, you know cutlets that they make sandwiches out of, and you know pork belly with you know, whatever kind of shit on it. I mean, they have a lot of good stuff. Uh, so going there, and and there they have everything on tap. Like I texted you earlier um, that, you know, there's a couple places where you can get Bourbon County on tap. And I, I had three snifters of that one night, and I couldn't get up <laughs> when it was time to leave. I mean, 30 ounces of that stuff put me on my ass, you know. And that, that doesn't surprise me. Just through this one bottle, I mean, that was pretty much like my first half of the show, and you heard how I'm slurring a bit here and there, and it's not like I didn't eat today either. I mean, that yeah. that is it is strong, but so good. And what is it, like 14.7 or something? I think so, it's yeah. Or 14.7. So, I mean, for a normal person, that one bottle is like four, three, and it, you know, it's like four... Miller Lights in one exactly, bottle. yeah. <laughs> you know, or actually, if you were Dutch, because their stuff they have uh, low low alcohol content, it would be five of them yep. in Colorado. Because mm. I think their light beer is like three point one or three point two. Yeah, I remember like their laws with that stuff there. Yeah, and apparently uh, they're saying you're a Jew. In not, not. I'm a Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but yeah, but yeah. Anytime you want to come to Chicago, you got a place to stay. So I may have to take you up on that at some point. No, bring bring the um, 
I don't know. Are they still Ukrainian at this point? Whatever he is, <laughs> bring him with you, and we can go to uh, we can do a brewery tasting uh, type of thing. So that would be a fun trip. And I, I've I've driven to Chicago from from out here before. So it's yeah, a, I mean, I home. drove. I can get from my house to uh, Dewey Beach, Delaware, in like twelve hours or eleven hours. So I think I've made it to Stone Harbor, Cape May, in Jersey, in like ten forty five, eleven. I mean, yeah. it's not a hell of a drive. I mean, it's, you know, I think it's five. It's five turns from your house to my house. So yeah, pretty much. It's like <laughs> otherwise, it's you know taking eighty the entire way. Right, and then I'm, you know, you get off eighty ninety, and it's like turn left, and then turn left, and you're at my house. Oh, that's so, perfect. Yeah, I'm. I don't know what twelve blocks off the, the interstate in downtown Chicago. So, uh, but yeah, anytime you guys want to come. But yeah, our. I don't know, our growler laws or whatever, they seem pretty lax. And you don't need to bring them in. They don't charge you a deposit on them or anything. Like, I've actually brought back growlers because I had, like, six of them. <laughs> Just lame. Because that, you know, when I brought, I tried to bring one back for that Sunday special, and they're like, no, 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 it's okay. Huh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so I just I think I ended up you know with four to six, and I'll just bring them back because what am I? I can't just get five growlers filled up. Where am I going to put them? Exactly. Yeah. With, with here, it's basically the place I go. It's like you buy the growler on your first fill for like maybe three bucks. Um, they have a more extravagant growler with like a flip top and everything for I think like twelve. But I just get the you know cheapy three dollar one and you know get it filled up. And anytime I go back in there, bring it with me. They refill it. Um, I think Thursday nights they take like three bucks off all you know growler pours and everything. And so it's it's always a good way to get the stuff. Uh, do they when they fill the growlers by you? Do they have a long stem or do they put a hose in them? Um, I think it's kind of like a long stem. I know they have this. It's like a pressurizing chamber that they put the whole thing in. So it's a weird system they have. Oh really? Because they'll just pour it right out of a tap. I've I've seen that before. I think um, I think Barley Creek did it from a tap. Dragon Mead in Michigan did it just from a tap. But yeah, they have this. They they put it in this chamber. They close the door, and then it fills up very very slowly, and cap goes on, pressurizes, and everything. I mean, the thing stays beautifully carbonated for. It, it, I think they said that after you open it, it'll keep good for at least a couple weeks, which is amazing. Oh, really? Yeah. So usually if I open one, or if I'm buying it, I, I buy it to drink it within two days. Exactly. That's usually what I do, too. I don't. You don't buy a growler to, to keep handy, you know? Yeah. It just it seems silly. But, uh, yeah, if, like I said, anytime you guys want to come out, MLR crew is always welcome in Chicago. So Yeah, I think everybody in the chat is Not saying like, it's a yeah, naked all. sleepover. <laughs> A naked sleepover, of course it is. With the chat I saw, the chat I was seeing on my phone, if it wasn't naked, there'd be something silly going on because there's a bunch of... The gay is rampant today. <laughs> oh, yeah, that first half of the show, there was there was a lot of gay going on there. Yeah, I know. I'm driving down the road, and I got, like, my phone, and it's just, you know, you and were you and Mitch dancing and, like, Dutch some short shorts, and it's just... I, I'm like, what is all this? <laughs> it's a very, very strange first half of the show, but then yeah. it usually is. Well, I'm glad you liked uh, those brews. I picked some basic stuff from Revolution because I wasn't really sure what you were into. I know you like everything, but I picked yeah. some like you know session beers that you can kind of just hang out on. But their Christmas ale is very good. It's a, it's a very gingery, but mm-hmm. it's good. 
Okay. Um, and all their beers are like their Christmas sale is fistimus because their symbol is a fist. It's yeah. a revolution. So all their like taps, you know, their pull taps, they're mm-hmm. all like wooden carved fists. See, I love it when they do stuff like that. Yeah, and they're all different colors. And the you know the one fist for Christmas, it's painted like a like a candy cane, you know. And but I mean, they have some really good porters, some porter mixes. They have some smoked porters. Um, they have some imperials, some Russian imperials, a couple of stouts. I mean, you know, I think three different IPAs at any time. So I, they have probably you know twelve to twenty beers on tap, hmm. uh, depending on what time of the year. Obviously, during the winter, they have more. Yeah. And during the summer, everything's a little less alcohol during the summer. So Yeah, your nice, refreshing summer brews and everything. And uh, before I get off the phone, have yep. you seen Drinking Buddies, the movie? You know what? I haven't seen it, but I do have it on my uh, XBMC box. Yeah, uh, check it out. Olivia Wilde's in it. And um, Nick, do you watch New Girl? Uh, yep, mm-hmm. yep. Nick's in it, Olivia Wilde, and then um, like Jason Sudeikis. And all those people, they work at Revolution. In the movie. Oh, okay. And then they go on like a camping trip for the weekend. Anna Kendrick's in it. Uh, Rob, oh, okay. Yep. Ron Livingston's in it. Uh, I'm sold if Anna, Anna yeah. Kendrick's Anna in Kendrick, it. Anna Kendrick, I know. I, <laughs> we've had our talks about <laughs> stupid Pitch Perfect. but <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I'll let you go. But yeah, anytime you guys uh, want to come, you're welcome. And if you want anything from around here, just let me know. I might have to hit you up on that at some point then. Yeah. Check out, like I said, Pipeworks because that's the hardest to get anywhere. And then Revolution, obviously, Goose Island, you know, Brent says he gets six to seven, you know, out of 20. So nice. They are getting a little more widespread now that Anheuser pumped a little money into them. Yeah. I but, have noticed their shit going down a little bit, but. Yeah, but for the for the most part, they're they're staying, you know, somewhat steady with it. There is some, like I had, um, what was it, Sophie recently? And that that was still Sophie, holding fantastic. on pretty good. Oh, Matilda yeah. or Sophie? Um. Was it Matilda? It, w- it was one of those two. I'm trying yeah. to remember now. Matilda is a um, it's a it's a like a golden Belgian male, kind of like an ancient ale almost. Okay. Yeah, you know what? It was Matilda. Yep. And it has a nice like a frothy head on it. Yep. You know, it's like a, like a thick head on it. Yep. Um, Sophie's pretty good, and then I have a couple of brews that they do. Um, they have like chocolate, you know nips in them and uh you know heavy cocoa and things like that and they're called night stalker and big john Hmm. and they're brews that they take and then they add stuff to them they do like a like a heavy chocolate or a heavy coffee to it you know it's like an imperial style that turn into a coffee imperial so they'll do those um every once in a while so i I pick those up when i see them just because they're you know and those i just put in my wine fridge i have a bunch of bombers in my wine fridge and i just you know, the bottom two shelves, I probably have like 20 of them in there of just whatever. Oh, wow. And then my in-laws live in Cooperstown, New York, so that's where Omegang is. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've ever been on Omegang's website, but they have recipes for all of their beers, appetizers, desserts, and main courses that you can make with all their different beers. Oh, wow. And they have like a bistro at that um, brewery. And they make like crazy good stuff, and everything has their beer in it. Whatever they make, you know, whether it's like a cheese, you know, like an ale cheese or uh, a cheddar cheddar ale soup, or you know, something like that. Oh, I love any kind of cheese soup. Any kind of cheese soup is good. Oh, 
Yeah, and I, you know, I just I, I asked my in laws. They're going to go over and pick me up um, some of those uh, Game of Thrones bottles. Mm-hmm. So I think I might get a, a few sets of those to have around. Yeah, I, I know. I've seen I've seen the the first two beers here and there, um, and I know the the new one. Um, what is it? The fire something. The ones with the dragons on the label. Yeah, this time. Blood, it's either blood and rain out. or fire and blood or something. It's, yeah. it's a red ale and there's the same beer with the three dragons on it because obviously it comes, you know, that show starts up again. Uh, it's like April 10th maybe. Yeah, that sounds about right. And those got released on Sunday so I'm going to have them go over and pick some of those up for me. But if you ever need beer cooking uh, type of stuff, they have some great ideas on their website. So, See, I'm going to have to write that down, too, because I know this summer I'm going to be trying my hand at some of that, especially when I kill off vacation days, provide for the family. Well, If you <laughs> ever need anything <laughs> uh, from that brewery, just let me know. I'm out there a couple times a year, and awesome. we can, you know, they have everything local there, too. So Sounds good. Yeah, just... Like I said, if I ever need dogfish head, I'll call you. Yeah. That's the only thing that's out there that I really want, you know? Yeah, I know. I, I, I never know, like, what out here is hard to find elsewhere. I, I never have any idea. Uh, well, like, dogfish head, like, we can't get, um, like, Midas Touch. We can't get that out here. Okay. And I, and I know I see you know, that all the time. ancient golden ale, and it's delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my in-laws, they have um, a summer house down in Delaware, and I, they're only there for like two weeks a year. They rent it out all winter. But it's like three or four miles from the Dogfish Brewery. Oh, I so, love that. And every place there has all those beers on tap. It's just, you know, uh, so when I'm out there, I get to try tons of shit that I don't see. You know, and like like a hundred, like 120 minute, you know, yep. the, the mm-hmm. 12% IPA. Yep. That you can get that at any liquor store there. Wow. They, they just sell it. You know what I mean? It's not even like you have to go to the brewery. It's just every, because it's the, their local beer. You yeah. know, Delaware's the size of like my living room. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to let you get back to your show and sorry for wasting all your time, all right. but I uh, just wanted to talk beer. Don't worry about it, man. I appreciate it. And I'm drinking a left-hand milk stout right now, which is my favorite uh, milk stout. So uh, Very nice. I haven't had that in a while. I got to get some of that. They changed the logo up. It's it's kind of queer looking. It's like purple now, but oh, still the same great taste. That's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll let you go, Kev. Well, thanks, Grams. Yep. Bye. That was Scrambler. You can hear him on the Red Show on Wednesdays, 9 to 11, along with, uh, I don't know, some other guys. I don't know. I don't know if they're that important or not. So, um, yeah, I'm going to have to... I'm, gonna have to check into pipeworks website after the show and oh like mo- most of the stuff i've had from alma gang that i've been able to find out here i've liked and i, I do want to see if i can find those uh i know i have it written down here somewhere uh fire and blood that's what it is the new the new uh game of thrones beers so i'm gonna keep an eye out for those too uh the what was it the, the take the black stout i know i saw that and there was a point where I almost picked it up, but then I saw something else and grabbed that instead. And of course, I haven't seen it since. And good God, Fulms, that looks delicious there in the chat. I'm going to assume that's a French onion soup, but I'm not 100% sure. See, this show always somehow goes into food, which I have no problem with whatsoever because food is delicious. For instance, I uh, I used to make a very good apple cheese soup. The apples would get a nice soft consistency, almost kind of like a potato. 
Uh, very good. Oh, and thank you, Scrams. Pdubs.net. I'm bookmarking that right now. Ah, nice looking page, too. Put that in that folder. Save that for later. Um, so let's see. If there is anything else really left in this article? Uh, I mean, they went into moving machinery, which is just kind of a given. You know, uh, bottling line, forklifts, stuff like that. And then uh, combustion. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, talking about dust and sparks could ignite explosions, things like that. But um, th- it was, this was actually a pretty decent article. I might post this on the uh, on the Facebook page here. It was from uh, SolomothBrewery.com. Uh, this was Paul on their website. He actually posted this back in mid-February, but somehow I just came across it today. So pretty pretty interesting stuff there for uh, for people. Um, oh, <laughs> Foams wants the recipe for the uh, apple cheese soup. You know what? I will... Um, I will uh, make sure I, you know, if if you're not a member of the Recipe Swap Facebook group, Foams, we got to get you into that, and I will post the recipe in there. I I don't think there's been much activity lately, but uh, I know Sherry and Marie were always posting stuff for a while, and oh, and also Scrams post the Gang recipes page. Thank you again, sir. Yes, I am 21 ages or or 21 ages or, or older. Wow, I can't speak. Um. But, oh, and Brent says he found uh, Odell's Lugine last week, and it truly is the best chocolate milk stout ever. And, oh, I am hoping that I get that out here, because I know I, I reported on it here, and I don't think I've had a... Have I had a chocolate milk stout? No, I had um, Terrapin's Muhu. And, I don't know, that one, it was okay. But it didn't really it didn't really speak to me. didn't really speak to me. Uh and for you know what for the recipe swap in Facebook, I think I can give that link to Foams, because um, I should have that somewhere in here. Let's see more. Um, ah, here we go. Recipe swap. Boom. So I'll post this in the chat for Foams here. Oh, and on the Amagang page, Scram says, click the beer, gives you a bunch of recipes for each brew. See, that'll that'll be good for me, too, because, you know, based on which Amagang brews I can find out here, that'll be perfect. Uh, I am going to... Oh, Amagang onion soup. Yes, please. Oh, my God. Let's see here. And I know I, I, I'm almost positive I you know can get the Abbey Ale out here. Uh, let's see. Roasted turkey with hennepin and herb-based. Oh, my God. Bistro beef stew with rare voss. Um, three philosophers chili. Oh, my. And three philosophers ultimate brownies. Wheat brittle. Oh, my God. Damn, 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 damn. You know what? I, I think the onion soup is going to be, uh, that's going to be a, uh, project for me. In fact, maybe, um... I don't know. Maybe, maybe next week. Hell, I mean, if if I didn't have a shoot pretty much all day on Saturday, I'd say I'd give it a go on Saturday. But it looks easy enough to do, and I, I enjoy a good onion soup. Um, oh, Scrams, what have you done to me? Oh, uh, oh, damn it. Okay, cool. Sorry, Holmes. Yeah, I guess maybe it's an invite-only group, so it doesn't pop up like that. Um. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I might have to invite you into the group or something. I don't know. I don't know if it's a closed group or if I have to contact one of the mods or something. But 
I'll get you in there. Then I could post the recipe to you. Uh, this was an article that, um, actually this was a fairly recent one, um, popped up on Gizmodo last Wednesday. The best way to age bourbon may be putting it out to sea. Uh, Jefferson's bourbon out of Owensboro, Kentucky, they do small batch bourbon releases, but they actually age them aboard ships in the ocean in the tropics. Now there's actually a science behind this, the higher temperatures in the tropics, combined with the movement of the ocean waves, it may actually, quote, age the bourbon quicker than by your regular conventional means. Um, So according to this article, uh, chemist and whiskey expert, and I'm not shitting you with this name, Tom Collins, the daily swing in temperature matters. As a liquid warms up, it expands into the wood. Then as it cools down, it contracts, which can improve extraction of compounds from the wood compounds that give aged whiskey its characteristic flavor. These reactions are generally favored with higher temperatures. So, basically, he used a bunch of words there to say the higher temperatures along with the, you know, well, I guess, let's see, uh, what was he saying? The liquid warms up, expands on the wood. He was really talking more about the temperatures there. But the motion, oh, the motion of the ocean, God damn it, didn't want to have to say that. That obviously helps it along too. Uh, Troy, I'm sorry, Trey Zeller of Jefferson's Bourbon. He had a friend from high school who studied sharks on a ship in the tropics. So he did five, um, Trey did five barrels of bourbon, put them on this guy's ship, and he returned with these barrels a few years later. And according to Zeller, the bourbon went in, clears water, and came out black. Bourbon always picks up color in the barrel, but this four-year-old bourbon was darker than 30-year-old bourbon. So, apparently it is a it's a successful technique. That first batch sold out, uh, fetched up to $1,000 at auctions. Uh, Zeller now has over 200 barrels aging on ships all over the world, each one on a different route, giving a different uniqueness to each ship's batch. Um, apparently, this isn't a completely unique... Um, unique procedure here. Kelt Co- uh, Cognac, uh, I think it's like keltcognac.com. Uh, they've been doing this to mature their cognacs as well, thus their tagline, Ocean Matured Cognac. Um, so the technique is not common, but it's not totally unique to Jefferson's. Uh, honestly, I, I, love, I love reading about unique methods like this when it comes to making booze, whether it's a spirit or beer, you know, something like I, I find it fascinating as hell. If I could make money just, you know, traveling the world and studying things like this, I would. Uh, I barely have enough money to stay at home and stay in beer. So, yeah. Um, let's see. Hawks Flyers just dropped the puck. Um, yeah, eh, not a Flyers fan. But I do enjoy when they play the Penguins. Um, but I'm not particularly a Hawks fan, so uh, go Flyers. Sorry, Scrams. Uh, Fulms is a Rangers fan. Uh, let's see. You know what? Since we're talking hockey, I'm, I'm bringing up the score because I'm assuming the uh, the puck has dropped in my game, and you know we're probably down like three nothing already, right? Um, ah, fuck. Wait, no. Uh, I'll make sure my browser. Oh yeah, my browser is gonna pop up with sound here. I don't want it to do that. Um, ugh, fuck. Pittsburgh beating Dallas. Fuck them. Uh, where's my game? Oh, okay. Uh, we're like three minutes in, and uh, we're not losing yet. That's uh, that's 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 pretty shocking for the Red Wings right now. 
Son of a bitch, Shaw already scored? Jesus, dude. <laughs> ah, hockey, hockey, hockey. It is going to be sad when I don't really have a rooting interest in the playoffs this year. But that is what it is. It's It's been a good 22 years. <laughs> or 22 seasons, whatever. Um, let's see. Uh, well, who, who's Boston playing tonight, uh, Dennis? And then I can say fuck them. Oh, okay, yeah, fuck Boston. Technically, I should probably be rooting against the Devils because uh, they are in the way of the Wings' playoff hopes, but the Devils can make more noise in the playoffs than the Wings could. What am I thinking? So, fuck it. Go Devils. Fuck Boston. Uh, Yes, Scrams is totally right. We can all agree. Fuck Pittsburgh and Crosby. So... I don't think we, I don't I, I don't have any listeners that are Pittsburgh fans, do I? Because if I do, what the hell? What the hell? Uh, so with that, I am going to get on the new releases and reveals for the week because we is getting low on time, and I want to go watch hockey. Yeah, I admit it. Um, and of course, uh, what Scrams and I were discussing before, Amagang Fire and Blood. It is currently rolling out nationally. Uh, the third beer in their Game of Thrones series. We mentioned the three different dragon-themed labels. Really cool looking, very collectible for a Game of Thrones fan. It highlights each of... Um, I admit, I don't I don't really watch the show, so I'm, I'm pronouncing this wrong probably. The Khaleesi's protective dragons, Drogon, Rhaegal, and Viserion. I'm guessing. So it's a spicy red ale brewed with ancho chiles, which uh, I, I like the chili beers lately, so... I will probably be picking this one up. Um, 6.8% ABV, 750 milliliter bottles. Supposed to be hitting shelves nationally definitely by the end of March. Um, oh, okay, so this is a competition of uh, hockey jerseys. Let's see. Let's see if I can get this one here. Images. Uh, yep, that'll do it. Wait, no, that's not... Damn it. That's not her? What the hell? Oh, wait, no, that's Taylor Lautner. That's not good. (laughs) Yes, Taylor Lautner is apparently a uh, a Red Wings fan. (laughs) Ah, what the hell am I looking... See, now I'm just... Now I'm completely derailed, so... Um, you know, I'll just... I'll just post this picture and uh, let that speak for itself as to the uh, Jesus Christ <laughs> speak to the uh, awesome fandom of the Red Wings there we go um, Sweetwater Road Trip I believe I have an image for this one somewhere uh, do I do I do I actually no I don't because that's not really an image Uh it's part of Sweetwater's catch-and-release seasonal lineup. It's a fiery pilsner brewed with Vienna and pilsner malts along with sterling and golding hops. If you don't know what those hops do, look it up because that's what I'd have to do anyway. Um, or rather, what the flavor slash aroma profiles of them are. It's fermented at warmer ale temperatures, unlike most pilsners, so it gives it kind of a fuller flavor. 5.2% ABV on draft and in retail outlets now. Uh... Firestone Walker, Easy Jack IPA. Yes, another Session IPA. This is going to be the summer of the Session IPAs. 
Um, and you're awesome, too. Um, not bad. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Easy Jack. Uh, at launch, it's going to be marketed as a seasonal Easy Jack Summer Session IPA. 4.5% ABV with a focus on hops, of course. Um, it's set to debut at the beginning of the summer and that comes off the market in the fall to be released shortly thereafter in cans as a year-round release, dropping the summer session moniker. It's going to be their second can beer after their 805 Honey Blonde Ale, which is actually due to hit shelves uh, this July, I believe. Uh, let's see. Um, I, I gotta I gotta do this fight in the uh in the chat here now. Um nah, this this ain't doing nothing for me. God damn it. Although I keep ending up with a lot of pictures of Kristen Bell, which is which is okay here. See if if, if you look up hot Red Wings fans, you keep getting pictures of Christian Bell Kristen Bell, which is honestly totally fine with me. Um Holy Jesus. Okay, this works. Uh, copy image. What what happened? Okay, now now wait, now are we just like posting randomly hot chicks? Which is which is okay. I I'm not minding this in the chat either. Food or, you know, tits, whatever. Okay. Uh where was I at? Um Oh, another Firestone Walker beer. Firestone Walker Opal. This is kind of interesting. Uh, the newest proprietor's release, or sorry, proprietor's reserve release. It's also their first ever bottled saison. Uh, I believe I have an image of this one. So Firestone Walker is really, uh, you know, starting to. Oh, those were all Emmy Rossum. Okay, never mind, Dennis. Oh, Brent. Oh, you found my new favorite subreddit. You bastard. Um. So this is a uh, dry hopped blending of Belgian tradition with West Coast brewing, as they describe it. Seven point, uh, 7% ABV, available in 22-ounce bottles in select markets this month. And uh, uh, damn it, which, which, uh, which game was that? I, I want to say it was a Dallas game where one of the Ice Girls wasn't really paying attention to the, um, the net cam and basically like shoved her ass right in front of the net cam. Um, th- there was a gif of it circulating everywhere. God damn it. Now I want to find it. Um, ice girl net cam gif. Let's see if I can find this. Boom. Oh, wait, was it, was it Chicago? Maybe it was. Uh, let's see if this image will work. No, that is a still. Let's see if this is a noop that is a still. I am getting aggravate. Oh, that looks more like it. Let's see. There we go. Okay. Unless somebody else in the... Son of a bitch! Oh, Scrams has it, but it's a still. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a Blackhawks girl. And let's see if... There we go. This one will move for you. Um, I don't know. It does I? Uh, I mean, the, the Flyers chick has nice tits. She's got tattoos. I like tattoos. Um, apparently Mitch has entered the chat, but uh, forgot that there's a, a certain character restriction on usernames. So change your username, Mitch. Um, 
subscribe to the subreddit. Ah, food, tits, and um, I don't know. Everything else kind of derails the show, but that's fine. Um, Stone. Okay, we got a new one from Stone here. Um, oh, okay. So just Chim thinks Kevy. Is that what it is, Mitch? <laughs> this is a strange one from Stone. I would not have expected them to uh, to be doing this one here. Stone is doing a Saison. It's centered around West Coast ingredients to put Stone's kind of unique stamp on it. Uh, it's a Saison with lemon zest, lavender, and thyme straight from Stone Farm, so it's their home-sourced ingredients. Arrival's still to be determined, but it'll clock in at 5.5% ABV, and it'll be available in 12-ounce bottles and on draft. That is one I am curious to taste because when you think Stone, you don't necessarily think Saisons. You think, you know, IPAs and, you know, hoppy ales and stuff like that. You don't think a uh, Saison like that. Um, let's see. This is one that I am uh, that I mentioned a little bit before that I'm hoping, hoping, hoping that uh, it pops up in my area. This is Star Hill Red Roostar Coffee Cream Stout. I love my coffee stouts. And it seems like this is kind of a, you know, blend milk stout, too. Um, it initially debuted in March 2013 as part of Star Hill's all-access limited release lineup, so it, it didn't get that much uh, that much saturation. Um, why is Mitch pouting? Uh, I don't know. Mitch likes to pout? I don't know. It's a collaboration between Star Hill and Red Rooster Coffee Roaster. I, I, I love these collabs because they actually... They've, they've produced some pretty neat stuff. And, uh, yes, Mitch, that... That image is delicious. Um, okay, yeah, this one actually is a milk stout. Uh, it's a full-bodied milk stout. It's only five point eight percent ABV, so that's kind of a that's a nice nice balance there. It's brewed with a special blend of coffee from Red Rooster. Um, <laughs> it's only available for a limited time through April in twenty-two ounce bottles across Star Hills Distribution Network. So, I'm hoping that I get to find this one. I mean, uh, chances are I will get a chance to get this through a growler, but I don't know. Um, and Red Sox, that is a fantastic one that that caps girl. I love it. Love it. Uh, Abita Bourbon Street Imperial Stout. Uh, there's no blending in this one. This uh, stout is actually... <laughs> oh, that's beautiful, Brent. Some bitch falling on her face. Um, it's an imperial stout from Abita. It's a hundred percent barrel aged. No release date yet. It's going to be available in twenty two ounce bombers. I get the feeling I'm not going to see it because I never see Abita bombers out here. But who knows? Eight point uh, yeah, not eight point eight percent ABV. Uh, Shock top honey bourbon cask wheat. Yes, to just to show that I don't totally hate Shock top. I just haven't really had any Shock top in a while. But this is one that I am actually rather curious about. Um, and I have no idea what these images being posted in the chat are now. So I'll post one of beer. Um, it's a Belgian unfiltered wheat ale brewed with honey, caramel malt, and aged on bourbon cask staves. 5.5% ABV. Available nationwide now in 6-packs. Uh, 12 packs and on draft. It's also going to be available for Draftmark home tap systems as well in the future. So if you got one of those, you can... 
I guess it's you know kind of like a kegerator kind of thing. Uh, Saranac can do variety pack. Uh, Saranac is doing a, I believe, I think it's a, I think it's a twelve pack of cans. Looks about right. Um, post this image here in the chat. Uh, it's going to include Wild Hop Pills, which is a summer seasonal, first debuted in twenty thirteen. Legacy IPA, which is a new release, only available previously in 16-ounce cans to celebrate Saranac's 125th anniversary. And then Saranac Pale Ale, which is pretty much their flagship brew. Um, okay, that, that, that chick ain't bad either, Dennis. Nice. I, 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 I accept that. Um, let's see. Um, wait, did Brent, did Brent post that twice? Is it just that good? <laughs> And then finally, um, this is another one uh, me and Scrams were talking about. Um, Dogfish Head 120-Minute IPA is returning to shelves. Um, wait, what the hell? I'm trying to figure out what's going on there. It looks like an octopus. Um, it's um, on tap and on shelves right now, depending on where you can find it. Second wave being released in a couple of weeks. And Brent, if you're able to find the image of Marc Andre Fleury falling face first onto the ice in the 2008 playoffs, that would be fantastic to close out the chat tonight for my show. Um, all I can see is a, a ducks uh, ice guy scooping a scooping a octopus off the ice from a Detroit game. So um, I guess with that, with that, we're closing out. Uh, you know, kind of a kind of a. Instead of a bang, closing out with a thud, but uh, seems to seems to happen with this show. Um, let's see here. <laughs> oh God, what is it? Okay, yeah, that that was good, Brent. Okay, that that's a good one to close it out on. A lot of good hockey gifts going on now. So, um, yeah. Um, one thing I want to uh, promote, uh, my pal Ashley, be t- sure to tune in to MLR next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, the only time that really matters, for the triumphant return of Antisocial Gamer Radio. Yes, it is back. As always, if there's a local beer you think I should try, drop me an email at kevin at morelikeradio.com and we can try and work out a beer trade or something like that. Figure out something with that. I'm always amenable to figuring out something. You can always add stuff to the ABV beer tasting list, tinyurl.com slash ABV beer tasting, open spreadsheet, add your beers on there. It is, uh, I, I've added some stuff on there recently. I actually got to log the uh, Bourbon County Stout on there now. And, oh, uh, I think, did Red Sox find, Red Sox found the gift, yes, of Marc-Andre Fleury falling on his face. It's lagging a little bit, but it's the one, and uh, a couple of Red Wings fans just laugh their asses off at him. Thank you, sir. Uh, check out what we're talking about in the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash alcohol by volume. Like the alcohol by volume Facebook page, facebook.com slash MLR alcohol by volume. I'm up over 200 likes at this point, I think. I want to like to get to maybe 500 by the summer. So uh, I don't know, kind of you know, put the word out there, kind of promote me a little bit as I also promote and whore myself out on uh on uh, Twitter, or, you know, promote myself on, um, you know, WABC TV for, you know, saving a guy from almost drowning with his dog. Haha, <laughs> Brent. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at E-D-I-C-I-U-S at MLR underscore alcohol. Look me up on Untapped Alcohol by Volume, all one word. Coming up next, Unsigned Hype Replay. 
followed by an all-new Dutch and Royce. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys. You can waste your time.